This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass, the podcast which aims to take you behind the scenes of the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass and the automotive and social media world. I'm your host from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass. My name is Sam, and this week I am joined once again by Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. Hello. Welcome back, Tony. <clears throat> Thank you. I feel like we should start this podcast with an apology. Well, maybe from my side, not us, because it feels like about six months since I last uploaded a podcast. It, it's close to that. Yeah. It was a while. <laughs> it was a while. I think the traveling got, got a hold of it. I lost track, basically. Um, <laughs> yeah, if you've missed it over on the main channel, I've been down to Monaco. I've been across to LA. I've also just been sitting in my bed, not doing very much in between that. Um, but I lost track. And, and we haven't recorded an episode for a while. And I'm sorry to, to those who have been following the Behind the Glass series. If you're new, welcome. If you're watching us on the YouTube channel, make sure you hit subscribe. Uh, future episodes to come. Give this video a thumbs up. It will help other people find it. If you're listening to us, exciting news I haven't filled you on yet. We've got a new podcast distributor. Home. Oh, I don't know, some company. Um, but it should mean that hopefully now or at least soon, these podcasts will, will, will be available on Spotify and Google Play. So we're famous. Well, we I, famous. I would say so, Tony. Yeah. <laughs> we're huge. Yeah. Um, now, don't take my word for it because we've said this all before and it hasn't quite worked <laughs> out, but I'm paying some company a lot of money to get onto those Are platforms. You? Yeah, a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> a lot, a lot of money. Even though this channel's still not monetized. Well, thanks, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we are back. We are back. We are determined to improve these podcasts more and more, especially for those of you watching us on YouTube. Thank you so much for continuing to tune in. As you can see this week, We've uh, enhanced our setting with the addition of a lovely plant. <laughs> we got from the next room. <laughs> <laughs> we are here. You join us at Tony's unit showroom, Gravelwood Car Sales showroom. Office, mate. Oh, we're in, office. Yeah, we're on, you're in your office right now. We do want to improve the sort of setting for these podcasts, and we are hoping to move next door into your kind of, what do you call that space above the car? It's a mezzanine. Oh, a mezzanine. We are hoping to move to the mezzanine. Uh, <laughs> but I brought the wrong microphone stand with me today. So. Um, and we've got a leak. Oh, oh, yeah, we've got a leak. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a wind leak, though. It's, it's not a yeah, water yeah. leak. It's a yeah. sound leak. So midway through our podcast, it would have been like... <laughs> and that was wind. So anyway, we're doing it in here with this lovely addition of a potted plant uh, behind us, which is fake. 
Yeah. Just getting that any plant well, When fans. they're real, you've got to keep watering them. Yeah. What ball, right? Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, here we are. We are back. Let's fill you in on what we're going to be talking about in today's episode. Tony's going to be filling us in on the Tartan Florio, the supercar driver tour that he recently got back from that I did last year, but obviously didn't do this year. So lots to come on that. I want to hear all the stories. Uh, We're going to be discussing my trip to LA, some thoughts that I had out there, some cars that I saw, some things that I did. We're also going to be talking about the NSX, the new Honda, or Acura, if you're American. Acura. Acura. uh, NSX. I've had some thoughts on that. We saw one recently when Tony collected his AMG GTR from Redline Specialist. Are we going to talk about that? We will, for sure. Why not? Um, We're obviously going to be talking about Formula One. Again, those of you that are joining us for the first time, we are big Formula One fans. We are watching the season. We are following, and there's a lot to discuss following Baku. I don't know what the official pronunciation of Baku I feel like Baku doesn't it's a bit it's got to be like a flair right yeah Baku yeah is that a bit racist maybe Um, and then finally we're going to be teasing some very exciting things coming up for Behind the Glass so five minutes of admin and housekeeping which I felt was necessary considering how uh, uh, how absent we've been over the past few weeks but now we can finally get into things so Tony please tell us how is Tartan Florio you done that in one take, mate. Thank you. As well. You've done really well. I've had four coffees today. Because the last time, you can royally balls it up. <laughs> I was so ill. Do you remember? <laughs> I was really ill, and I should not have recorded a podcast. And I think the audience picked up on that because it's one of our worst performing podcasts <laughs> today. <laughs> but now I'm back. So yeah, sorry. Let's do it. Okay, Come sorry. on. Tartan Florio. Talk to me. Okay, so uh, for those of you that don't know, um, uh, annually, supercar driver, uh, arrange um, a road trip to Scotland. Uh, this year it was six days. Um, it, it's called Tartan Florio. Obviously, it's about 16 or 17 cars. Um, it's a tour of the Nilfcast. Nilf- <laughs> You're struggling now. You haven't had to do a bit of a monologue for a while, have you? <laughs> North Coast 500. Yeah. Um, Which is an epic 500-mile route around the north coast of Scotland. Yep. It's not all of it, but it, it's a part of it. Um, and then we've done some Top Gear roads as well, which was just insane so when you come last year we've done a different route this year okay and it was only five days five years five five di- wow he's struggling Damn. he's out of practice i thought i was using the one that laid this podcast down five <laughs> days last year was five days yeah. i was there in my mclaren 540c you were there in your mclaren 570s this year as you're saying it was six days in a slightly different route and you took the gt3 porsche gt3 yeah uh, good choice. Good, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Because we talked about it a lot after last year's Tartan Florio. What did we think was the, the best car for that kind of trip? Because the roads are super tight and narrow, yep. very bumpy and quite brutal. Lots of potholes, lots of bumps, lots of stone chips. And we kind of said at the time, maybe like a little, a Cayman. Or GT4 came in GT2 or something like yeah, that yeah. could be good. But, but you took the GT3 and did you feel that was a good choice? So last year, our cars won car of the tour. For sure, because they didn't were they? the best. They were, yeah. At the time. At the time. <laughs> but, but they did ground out a bit, didn't they? A lot. We had a lot of, especially just the actual floor, not necessarily the fun yeah. armor, but the actual floor was grounding out. The, the GT3 didn't do that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I don't think, honestly, I don't remember grounding out once. But that's so interesting because I, I would see the GT3 as riding quite low. It's always, yeah. you know, in terms of tyre to body gap, there's not much. But do you know what I think it is? I think it's the front of the bumper is so close to the wheel. I don't mm, think there's a lot of, a lot of travel. O- overhang. Yeah, that's yeah. what you'd say, overhang. overhang. Whereas the McLaren's got, got bigger overhang, which is why it probably grounded out Maybe. more. Maybe. 
And did you feel, I mean, like, you, were you struggling to keep up with anything? Were you the leader of the pack once again? If you don't know, Tony drives like an absolute nutter. So usually... I'm a good driver. You're very, I didn't say you weren't. Oh. <laughs> just said you drive like a nutter. Um, so were you leading the pack in the GT3? Mostly, yeah. Anything struggled to keep up with you? Um, okay, so the cars that were there... Oh, yes. That would be um, helpful. That would be helpful, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so there was Aventador S, yeah. different group of people this time as well. Okay. So there was five or six of us that what we would say pedaled essentially Pedal, so on it were yeah were, on. were faster sure um there was a gt2 rs <gasps> there tony don't just skip past that two we'll talk about that in a minute okay there was two performantes which okay. were very fast especially in the wet and considering that you own a performante yeah. did you regret not taking yours in the wet really they yeah, were that much quicker in they the wet. were so good in the wet eventually quattro yeah, and the Aventador yeah. S. S was very quick in the wet. Mm, wasn't sense. in the dry though. Ooh, yeah. Felt a bit, bit of a. It's big, a heavy beast, beast. Then it? it's yeah. a big car. I mean, the, the 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 guy that was driving it drove like an absolute hero. He could drive, um, but yeah, I think in the in the big, you know, in the little twisties and that, I think he struggled. Let's. I'm just going to interject. Let's try and not forget where we just got to. But one thing we hadn't talked about is I drove my first ever Aventador in Monaco. Yeah. BSV. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, this is fairly major for us. Yeah, like, yeah. Six months ago, non-Lamborghini fans, we yeah, appreciated yeah. them, but not yeah, fans. Yeah. Now you own a Performante, yeah, yeah. and I've driven my first ever Aventador. And my God, Tony, I know we've spoken about it off camera, but that thing blew me away. I know you said. As a roller coaster ride. But one thing I would not want is A, to own one. <laughs> <laughs> and B, to take one on the North Coast 500. Because no way. Exactly as you say, no matter, I mean, I know the S is a sort of supposedly a step forward from the SV. Yeah. But it, the SV still feels cumbersome. It still mm -hmm. feels super wide, not particularly agile. It's just like a sledgehammer. Yeah. And it's a point and squirt and it makes amazing noise and it's, it's exhilarating. But it's, that's all you want. It's like when you go to Thorpe Park. Yeah. You get on the ride, you think it's the best thing ever. You might do it again. Maybe you'll do it a third time, but... After then? Mm, yeah, yeah. You want something else, right? Yeah, absolutely. That's what I felt. So, seeing the Aventador S, did you... Because that could be a step up from you from the Performante. So, oh, I... Oh, no, oh, wait a minute. Because oh. I, yeah, because I do need to think about this. Oh. I, it, it looked the best car on the <gasps> tour to actually look and be behind. What Ferraris were on the tour, it, Tony? It was, a, it was a Roadster as well. What Ferraris were on the tour? It was a 488. Ooh, still punchy from you. And a CS. Oh, my God. Get out. <laughs> <laughs> you just put an Aventador above no, a Challenge no, to Stradale. Look, to look at. Yes. To look at. Yeah, Because the Stradale's not that good to drive. So no. Nor <laughs> Nor's the Aventador S. <laughs> <laughs> wow no honestly it caught your eye really caught my eye it, it was a nice spec as well it was okay. black with gold wheels nice um, gold stitching inside it, it was a really really it was brand didn't see new. that coming from you but no 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 but wow. I don't think I'd rush out I, I certainly wouldn't replace the purple Manti for it now anyway okay. for sure okay because uh, as, as a driving machine it doesn't get anywhere close to the different, purple different animals yeah 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 um, but to look at it, it was definitely the best wow as an actual poster picture. I feel like we need to go and borrow one, don't we? Like you and I need to get hold of an, an mm. SV or an S or an SVJ when they come out and I've take it somewhere. Would you? Shut up. Yeah, yeah. No, I, you would not. No, no, only because like the values of them as well. And mate, one day, honestly, one day, I've got to tick the box of an Aventador. 
haven't I? I've got Who to. have you become? No, no. You are no. spending too much time with TGE and Paul, Paul Wallace. Wallace. <laughs> what no, has no, happened to you, mate? No, no, not... I, honestly, I, I, I don't like them. Right. But I've got to tick the box and have one because... Why? Because how can you really slate a car off if you haven't owned it? <laughs> well, I think you can slate it off if you've spent some time with it. I don't think you have to buy it to slag it off. But to spend but time... experienced it. For sure, but for spending time, you, you've, got to, you've got to own it and drive it, haven't you? Spending it's an t- expensive way to judge cars. Yeah, but it's a good way. It's, it's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wish we could all be like that. But, uh, yeah. Well, you can, mate. Well, no, I can't. I, I genuinely <laughs> can't. But, um, wow. Okay, well, okay, if you buy an Aventador... One day. I mean, I might be 50, but I'm right, saying okay. I need to Okay, I that's a bit more relaxing. It. So yeah, in two yeah. years' time, you might buy an Aventador. Yeah, yeah. Not, it's certainly not... It's like I need it's to have an... 48, eight tw- by the way. <laughs> You totally I missed that. Quite I went get right that. over your yeah, head. Right over yeah. my head. Okay, well, big news. Um, let's come back to the topic that we were on. Can we remember what it was? You were running down the list of cars that were there. Okay, so... so We did GT2 RS, which we, again, are going to have to come back we're to. We're going to come back to that. Uh, Ventador S, Challenge Stradale, yep. you just mentioned, 488. 148. A few Performantes. Two Performantes, three 720Ss. Oh, okay. Um, How were they out in the... Uh, well, I mean, we know what they're about. I mean, they're, they're just they're, they're just fast. But like, uh, every but time not, I saw... No. Oh, really? Every time I looked at one, I, I just thought, I'm so glad I'm not in that car. See, I've been coming around to them a bit, but but that's visually. And I had a very short 40-minute blast in one off camera four or five months ago, and it was a fully race spec one. And I'm getting one in a in a month or so um, for a road... Not getting one, getting one. <laughs> getting a loner um, to spend a week with it. So... And I'm quite excited by that. But that makes me a little bit sad that you're saying that they weren't all that on the North Coast 500. You know, like, I, when I went to the launch of the 720, I was so excited mm, by it. Mm. And now I'm, like, so under... Like, I re, they, they really but just, they, didn't, they didn't look super impressive out there? Like, I would have thought they would have blown everything away. Well, in a straight line, they do. But, yeah. but, but that, we all know that, like... They That's don't make any noise. There's no involvement. I just wasn't... One of them broke down. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, look, fair enough. Each to their own. They didn't, they didn't bowl you over. Let's wait and see. So I'm intrigued to get my hands back on one properly because I haven't... I mean, apart from the short drive down in, in southwest England, mm. I haven't really driven one properly since the launch. And we mm. all know how that went if you uh, watch the main channel. Yeah, you was the only one that was really honest. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't too nice about it at the time. Yeah. But yeah. let's see. It could have won me over. Um, okay. <laughs> Okay, so 720s. Anything else that we've missed? Uh, there was a, uh, we said the Ferrari, didn't yeah. we? Um, there was a 650 horsepower GTR? XKR. Oh, X- XKR? Jag. No. Yep. Amazing. I would have loved that. Yeah, he was at the back, mate. Right. <laughs> Still, still, I'd like to look at it. He, did, he didn't get no stone it chips. Was, it was the back. <laughs> stone chips. That's one thing I do remember from the Tartan Flora. Your cars get battered, don't they? Wrecked. 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 Mm. So how's the GT3 looking? You don't care, do you? Wrecked. Just get the RS in a week. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. It, 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 it's just got a couple of stone chips and okay. it's, it's a yeah. screen. Yeah, it, it's aesthetics, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. So yeah, nothing yeah. too bad. Okay, so of that group, I'm not sure you may have missed some, so apologies for it anyone was an that was... Oh, there we go. Vantage? V12 manual. Nice! V12S or V12? You don't know, do you? 
I don't care. Oh my God, you're a douche. Um, that's stunning. If it's the dog leg, then that guy's winning at life. And I don't care what you say, those are going to go up in value. So just bite your tongue on that point. I'm not interested. Um, so, so last year when we were in the 540 and the 570, we both fell in love with the 488s on that tour. And we thought they were the closest things to us on road pace, um, given the drivers that were on the tour. Yeah. And we both just lusted after one. And three months later, you went and bought a 488 Spider. <laughs> that was the most expensive tour that I had that The year. difference between Tony and myself. <laughs> <laughs> I borrowed one for a week from Ferrari. <laughs> you bought one. Mate, I'm older than you. Yeah, okay, fair yeah, enough. Yeah. Um, so yeah. were, there, were there any cars? We sort of touched on the events tour a little bit but was there anything apart from I'm going to exclude the two, two RS because I know you answer but was there anything that tickled your fancy that you thought oh I want to have one of those well the purple manti but I own one <laughs> <laughs> I was, you are fast becoming a joke at, at one point at yeah. one point I was chasing one and I thought God, that's fast. I really would like one of them. And I thought, well, actually, oh, wait, I've got one. I've got one. <laughs> it was a really small thought process. That's hilarious. Thought, actually, I've got one. Okay, so then let's come on to the 2RS because I was hoping, I mean, that was a short well, answer. that's the car. That's the car, right? Yeah, yeah. Was it everything you hoped it would be? I mean, because that, is that the first, you went to collect one, I remember, from Porsche Guildford? Yep. Um, but this was the first one, I guess, you've seen dynamically, like, and driving and driving and, and how what was it? a car yeah what a car i still haven't seen one moving really I still haven't seen one moving well i mean i barely saw it move because it was so fast it was unbelievable wow and the mclaren boys were saying um well yeah we're doing a straight line but but i don't think they will i think it's very a straight cut- drag yeah yeah really? i got honestly i mean the 720 wouldn't get near it around a track 100% it's not going to get well, near well look at the awful Nürburgring lap times and it's like 30 seconds what was the 2RS 650 something 650 or 640 no 646 646 and the 720S I think is over 7 yeah like, 7 it's slow in the purple mantle I wouldn't know off the top of my head but 706 it's, it's not or that, something about, but yeah. you know we can't all judge the Nürburgring but no, no, no. it's a you know a lot of people use it for comparisons and there we go so Okay, so the the lust is still real. It didn't tarnish your desire for that car at all. My only oh, my only gripe with that car doesn't sound as good as a GT3. Oh, really? Mm. And everyone said it. That's so interesting. Yeah, when the GT3 was coming past people on full Sound chat nuts. at 9,000 yeah, yeah. revs. It sounds nuts inside yeah, and yeah, outside. Yeah. That car just sounds incredible. Yeah, I cannot yeah. wait to hear the RS. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's uh, got to be a step up, oh, right? hello. Hello! <laughs> <laughs> but the two didn't, because uh, difference in engine a is turbocharged. turbocharged. Is it still a four litre though, or is it? Uh, I believe so. Okay. It's, uh, I think it's twin turboed. It's um, only revs to 7,000 revs. Ah, so 2,000 less. But so fast. Mm. Like, it, blessing the guy that owned it, um, he he self admitted that, I mean, he just picked it up, the guy. Wow. Hero. Hero. He picked Hero. it up on the Thursday night and drove up on, on the Friday morning. So how could he have possibly driven it like a lunatic? Also, he clearly didn't know that route because he had no idea what stone chips were waiting for oh, no, he's, re- he's wrecked the car. <laughs> oh, car's sorry. wrecked. Hit my microphone there. Um, yeah, a car will be wrecked. It's I mean, wrecked. Completely wrecked. He doesn't care, does it? Because it's worth double what he paid. No, no, no he's just got to get triple. Re- yeah. re- <laughs> repainted. Outrageous. Outrageous. But... As as the tour went on, obviously he got faster and faster, learned the car. Yeah, learned the car, built confidence, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it started to yeah, become yeah. super impressive. 
so fast. Well, that is one car that I'm desperate to still experience, to get near, to get my hands on, to just see on the road. But I'm super intrigued that you said it doesn't sound that good. I kind of guess, I, I think I maybe suspected that it being turbocharged. I kind of knew it would be a bit of a flatter, more dull tone. Yeah, yeah, no, but it's not got that screaming yeah, yeah, yeah. noise that the, the GT3 and the RS had. Um, okay, well, look, sounds like an amazing trip. I'm super jealous. Uh, I've probably put a whole load of photos and maybe even some video content uh, overlaying this podcast for those of you watching us on YouTube. But if not, you can head over to Tony's Instagram. That's Gravelwood Car Sales. Um, or you can head over to Supercar Driver. Um, again, just search Supercar Driver on Instagram or even on Google to the, go to their website and you can see lots of imagery there too. Yeah. So to move back to me, <laughs> this is my, my, it is my podcast. Uh, <laughs> I want to fill you in on a few things from LA, Los Angeles. Because Monaco was great, but uh, we've spoken since Monaco and not a lot happened there apart from my SV drive that I wanted to report on. There was, you know, apart from that, it was cool. Um, but LA, some big things happened. Uh, so to kick things off, modified or resto mod cars. I'm still blown away by how many cars out there, modern supercars or classics, are just like ripped apart and rebuilt. It's their culture out there though. And right? I know Paul Wallace has been trolling about supercharging oh and all this awful, God. disastrous stuff. Honestly. I think it's just death of all automobiles. Honestly. That he's become obsessed by. Um, but, you know, whether it is supercharging Lamborghinis to just simply putting crazy wheels on 812s or 488s or they just love it and I, why do you think we don't do that in the UK <laughs> apart from we're classy no, yeah, because, because we're not pikeys <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure you can say that but it, <laughs> there is definitely a cultural difference isn't there I don't know whether we I don't know whether it is a sort of aesthetics thing whether we don't want to do it or whether we're scared of doing it yeah, I, I I just think it devalues the car. You know, all these these, these manufacturers, they spend all this time and effort in, in making a production supercar to suit everyone's needs for some bloke in a shed to ruin it. I would agree totally when you're talking about performance modifications. I think an ECU tune for 15 or 20 horsepower, fine. This is basically a computer chip. Anything when you're getting... 100, 200 horsepower more through whatever modifications on a supercar. I, think, I just think it's silly because, you know, these are supercars. Totally fair if you want to go and get a Focus RS and tune the crap out of it because I'm sure you can extract a lot of performance. And actually, I don't know why I'm saying there's a... I don't know why I'm saying that... Oh, I keep hitting this microphone. Sorry, I've got a new stand. I'm not very used to it. Um, I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure why I think it's more acceptable to be able to tune... How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. 
Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. A 30,000-pound sports car than a supercar, but, but I just do for some reason. But, but for me, aesthetic changes, body kits, wheels, exhausts, I think we still don't do that much of it in the UK. It is quite a big market, but yeah, it's not anywhere near as big as the American market. American or the UAE market, the Middle East market, and then also the Asian market, I think. All those three are big on modifications. And it feels like in the UK, we're just a little bit... I don't know. We don't embrace it so much. So, so that I was blown away by. I saw some really nice cars there. Um, But the other thing that I noticed, which... (laughs) I kind of was weirded out by was how advanced American muscle cars have become. Really? So like everyone in Europe, I think, well, in the UK, I've always written off American muscle cars being like, you know, they're a bit cool, a bit shouty. And I like the idea of them, but I'd never want one in the UK mm. or, or I would never want to own one. But this year, Camaro ZL1, Challenger head, Hellcat, the Shell. What? What's a Challenger Hellcat? Mate. Dodge Challenger Hellcat. Okay, is that the fast Dodge Challenger then? Okay, mate, fine. It's the 800 horsepower Dodge Challenger. Yeah, but it doesn't interest me. Oh, like, mate. Really? That thing. I mean, you'll spin, you'll spin wheels at five miles an hour. Really? And Okay, so I agree. The Challenger is a bit of a gimmick. because My the, the, AMG the, does that though, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I told you we'd talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> no, but not like this. This is a different... So the, the Challenger, I think, is an iconic American muscle car okay. in the fact that it goes fast in a straight line and not much else. But I kind of like that. You sit in armchairs. It's big. It's, it's huge. Um, and it's just a cool thing. And I went to Salamandrin, Alejandro's house. He just picked up his wide body Hellcat. It just was cool. It was very American, but very cool. He's got an AMG GTR. He does. Uh, stop trying to bring it up we'll get on to it in a second Tony <laughs> um, but the one that blew me away was this Camaro because the if you look at the Shelby Mustangs the one to wait for is this GT500 which is still coming but the Camaro right Z01 not the 1LE that Roy Reed drove on Top Gear which was the hardcore manual one this is the everyday road going one 0-60 in 3.5 seconds and it, it's got proper suspension it's got proper handling like this is a legitimate Proper sports car, which you could buy in the UK, imported from America for £75,000. But why are you excited by that? Because you, because European cars have been doing that for five years, mate. Because now we've got options. At £75,000, tell me another car that has a big shouty V8 that looks, I think, really cool, that puts out 0-60 in 3.5 seconds, that does 2 MPG... 
<laughs> that has an iconic name, like... I can, I can think of a car right Go now. R six. No, mate, that's a fucking Avant. It's a bloody estate car. So it still does all Come them on. things, though. No, but you don't. No. <laughs> a two door coupe. Oh, two door coupe. RS5. So you just thrown that in. R- mate, I'm not throwing that in. That's like me saying, name a rival to the 488, uh, Bentayga. Like, <laughs> what? That's not an argument. Okay, RS5. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. F type V6. You couldn't get a V8 F type for 75 grand. You could now. Use one. But, well, used. I'm talking yeah, about new. Yeah. Okay, I'm talking fine. about new. Um, what else is in there? Couldn't get a 911. C63. Okay, C63. Okay, so I think maybe that's the most direct rival, C63 versus Camaro. And I just think Camaro's just cool. Like, I think it's cool. It's a different option. It's shake it up. And my frustration is they don't sell the spicy ones in the UK. That's, what, that's the whole point of this topic, is why don't the Americans... Why still don't the Americans sell the spicy Mustangs, the spicy Camaros, the spicy Challengers in the UK? Because no one will buy them. Why not? Because everyone buys the German stuff. But, but because they don't have a choice. But, but there's been other manufacturers that have come in before and, and tried to tamper the market and they failed. So look at the last generation of the Ford Mustang, the first one to come back to the UK since the 60s. How many of them do you see on the road? None. Shut up, mate. They're what, in everywhere. the UK? Yes. They are everywhere. Oh, I can't remember the last time I saw one. Are you joking? Where do you go that's beyond this five-mile radius for your unit? <laughs> Dude, are you serious? Mate, you're, the, you're, the only one that, you're the only one that needs a sat-nav to, to drive home <laughs> from here. I do, actually. Exactly. I honestly, I will tell you right now, I see a ton of those Mustangs. I don't know if they're the EcoBoost. I don't know if they're the V8. I swear I see them all over the shop. Well, maybe it's just because they're just boring. They just blend in. I, don't, I honestly don't see it. I'll tell you where I do see them. I'm Ford Forecourts, where they're not selling them. <laughs> we, yeah. are, we are totally going to disagree here. They're good I value. Think, well, yeah, but they're good value, but they're still not the spicy ones. You can't get the Shelby here. I think if they bought the Shelby here, they would sell more. I wouldn't buy one. Well, no, but you have weird taste in cars, too. So do you. And six months ago, you never wanted to buy a Lamborghini, and now you love the Huracan Performante. Yeah, but it's really like Ferrari, Six months' time, you're going to be in a DB11, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> You'll be in that DBS Superleggera. I see it. I'm predicting it right now. Six months' time, Tony's going to be in the DBS Superleggera. I might like it, though, might oh, I? That's going to be sick, that car. That's going to be sick. Mate, enough a lot of money, though. I know, but they all are. They come down a bit, don't they? <laughs> eventually. Uh, slash two months later. Yeah, not eventually. Um, <laughs> Straight away. Straight away. So, yeah. So, so my big complaint here is that the Americans are still not selling the spicy cars here in the UK. And I'd love to know what you guys think. If Camaro ZL1s, if Shelby Mustangs, if Hellcat Challengers were available in the UK, would you buy them? Let us know. Comment below. Tweet or us. Or would you rather put your money into a German car where you know everything is safe? And it won't Why break. is an American car not safe? For residuals. Okay, fair. But look at the price drop on a C63 or an RS5 that were 90 grand and now they're 50. But they were too expensive in the first place. <laughs> American cars aren't. That's the whole thing. I fully spec a Challenger Hellcat. It was like $73,000. But, but you wouldn't pay 90 grand unless you had needed your head testing. You wouldn't pay 90 grand People for do. an RS5. People do. Yeah, but you, they give you money off. Yeah, but people still do. That's all I'm saying. Anyway, we're going to agree to disagree and move on because we're getting a bit awkward in here now. <laughs> I want to get hold. By the way, there is a couple. There are a few companies that specialise in importing US cars into the UK. Fifty-one state autos, I think, are one of the best. Um, and Clive, soon Clive, to go bust. Clive Sutton. 
Clive Sutton. Clive's, oh, Clive's, I've heard of Clive yeah, Sutton. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. if either of you guys watch and want us to do a video on an American car, please do it because I think Tony Convince me, some please. <laughs> please. Now, another car I saw in America, which we're going to bring back uh, here, uh, it, well, not we're going to bring back to this conversation, the NSX. Now, I drove the NSX, what, six months or so ago? I bought it to you. I bought it here to show you. <laughs> Sorry, I stumbled my words a bit there. My coffee's wearing off. Um, I spent a weekend with it. And since then, it's kind of been playing somewhere in the back of my head because I had it for four days. The first two days, I hated it. I was like, what is this piece of junk? Because you sit in it and it's literally a, a, not even a Civic. It's not even that good. It's just a really feels like a really tacky Honda inside. Um, and it was in electric mode and I didn't really push it. And I was like, what is this? And then the third day, I started to appreciate a bit more because I, like lots of people look at that car. It's a proper supercar. And I was using it day in, day out, like running to the food shop, loading up with things. And it was just so usable. And then the fourth day, I took it to a country road, put it in sport, sport plus mode, and I was blown away. So I ended up loving it, but I haven't really been around one since. Then I got to America and I see a few of them and I'm like, ooh. Of course you did, the hybrid. Ooh. Yeah, and they're accurate. Um, and they looked cool. They looked really cool. So I came back to the UK, jumped on the auto trader thinking they probably depreciated a bit now because the one that I test drove was 180K. I was like, maybe they're down at 120. And the market makes no sense for them. They range from 130K to 175 with some with delivery mileage is 130, some with 5,000 miles, 170 different specs. And they're all cars that were there when I bought, borrowed that last one six months or nine months ago. No one is buying these cars, Tony. Why? I don't want to be derogatory towards it. I just Please don't do. think it's any good. But why don't you think it's any good? Because I would have said the same thing until I drove it. But it's a Honda. Okay, agreed. The badge goes against it. I totally agree with you there. However, do you not think the heritage of the previous generation NSX replaces that if it was never that, 170 grand though mate no but the nsx badge is a little bit more prestigious than the honda badge wouldn't you say yeah i guess but well obviously not because no one's buying them no one's buying them and i i watched a chris harris video the other day where he said it's basically the like it's 918 type performance at 100 and under 200 grand so what is that a quarter of the price less what is it but it's not a porsche tenth of the price no, it's not a Porsche. Exactly. And, I, I, and I agree. And I think the minute you're sat inside it, it does feel so tacky. It, it takes away a lot of that mm. flair. But I cannot explain to you how quick that thing is. I genuinely think it's quicker than a 570S. When I borrowed it, I either still had the 540 or I just sold it. And it was 100% quicker than the 540. Really? What, mate, 100%. And then on top of that, you could cruise around town in electric mode, silent. How wicked is that? But I think your reaction is the same reaction that tons of people are having, which is why they are simply not selling, which just seems like such a waste. And at some point, that market will fall out of its arse and those cars will be 75 grand and they will be the biggest steal in the world. Yeah, to which point they'll, they'll be all right. And then they'll go to 250 because no one bought them and they'll be super rare. Yeah, yeah, probably. A bit like the Carrera GT. So when they hit 75, can we buy one together? Come on. Well, who do you care? You'll make money. Yeah, at 75 grand, there's no way. Because I remember when I was talking about 488 replacements and stuff, and you went, mate, get an NSX. Get an NSX, be sick. Come on. Get an NSX. And you Not mean, a chance. No, no way. And I agree. Even at 130, they're too much. Yeah, they're too much. I mean, like, at 90, biggest steal in the world. So, okay, we're, we're, I'm going to shake your hand. 
at 75 grand, the first 2016 Honda NSX to hit 75 grand, Tony and I will buy. Maybe with Tony's money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have any. Tony will buy and Sam will drive Tony will it. buy and I will film. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's move on. We've uh, covered off the first three topics, which are very car focused. Let's come on to Formula One. Uh, Non-Formula One fans, feel free to skip ahead by five or ten minutes or so. Um, we have quite a bit to talk about, but we're going to try and keep it short-ish. Um, so, Baku. Baku. Potentially the most exciting race of... For sure this year, but yeah, yeah. maybe even last year. What are Red Bull doing? In a good way or a bad way? Like, is there no control? No, okay, so hold on a sec. We are talking about the fact that Ricardo and Verstappen had a big old crash 10 laps to go. <laughs> so they were, what, four, I can't remember if they were fourth and fifth or fifth and yeah, sixth yeah. at the time. Uh, and they'd been sparring all race. Going they were at fast it. as well. Very, very quick. Ricardo looked like the faster car, but couldn't get past Verstappen, so fair enough. And then bolted on some tyres, put up, put his battery charge up, went for the overtake, and... Okay, let me ask you, who do you blame for that accident? I really like Ricardo. Do you know what? If, if I'm a big fan of Vettel, but I would like to see Ricardo win the championship. Agreed. So who I'm do you blame honest. for the accident? Ricardo. Oh. Why? Because he can see, mate. You okay. try straight to the back of the car. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so here's my thought, and then come back to me on it. So I thought Verstappen drove pretty ropey all race, and I think he's had a pretty ropey season. Yeah, I, think yeah, I he, agree. He's either gone into his head of how good he is, or he's trying a bit too hard, or whatever. He's had a ropey season. And there were quite a few moves throughout the race where he was just pushing it a bit too hard, and especially with Ricardo, they'd already bashed wheels a bit. Now... One of the biggest complaints with Verstappen throughout his career is that he moves in the braking zone. So, for those of you, again, who don't watch a lot of F1 or still learning, motorsport, mate. He's just a kid. Yeah, he's, he's just a kid. A kid. Yeah, yeah. But I don't care how young you are. It's one of the simplest rules of motorsport, one of the sort of most acknowledged sort of, you know, agreements, don't move in the braking zone. Mm -hmm. Because when you're carrying that much speed, you've got to remember Formula One cars are going from 200-odd miles an hour down to 100. Or 60. Or 60 in 50 or 100 meters. Like the braking distance are nothing. Yeah, and yeah. the force, the power that you have to put through that brake pedal is so intense that once you've started braking, there's nothing you can do. You yeah, are yeah, then yeah. braking. Yeah, yeah. So if you move in that braking zone, there's not much the other driver can do. And this is where, I guess, my accusations of Verstappen come in that from the beginning of that straight, he started weaving because he was trying to break the toe. So he was already moving around a lot. You can see from Ricardo's on board, he starts to sort of position up the move. He was in his slipstream. He was in his slipstream. You knew yeah, he was yeah. going to go for a lunge. And I think he tried around the outside a few times before. So he tries to send a bit of a dummy, sell a bit of a dummy that he was going to go around the outside again. And then says, no, I'm going to go to the inside. So he chooses, that's his line. I don't know if there was much of a gap there at that point anyway. I don't think there was any. Well, at that point, he could probably have just done it. <laughs> just done just it. Done it. <laughs> it is Ricardo after all. But as he moves to the inside, Verstappen, once already in that sort of braking zone, goes, well, screw that. I'm going to move back to the inside. So And slam my brakes on. Yes, slam my brakes on. But therefore, Ricardo's always a later breaker. I, I do put it down as a racing incident, but I think... Ricardo probably went for a gap that wasn't there. And I think Verstappen moved in the braking zone. Yeah. So I do think both are to blame. And I do think it was so unnecessary because 
Ricardo was clearly the faster car. And if Verstappen was a little bit more sensible, he probably would have gone, okay, I'll let Ricardo go. It's not, it's not my race. I'll come back at him in the season. Well, let's blame it on the team then. Because they should be disciplined. I know they say Why? let them race. Yeah, let them race, mate. This is Formula yeah, One. I know, but if he's, he's a faster car and he's got a... a it's, it's all about strategy, right? That's the yeah, whole idea of Formula One. If they hadn't have crashed, that was the only exciting thing happening in that race at that time. Yes, there were some other midfield battles going on, but realistically, Vettel and Bottas were way out front. Hamilton didn't have a hope in hell. The strategy was all playing out pretty safely. It looked like it was either going to be Vettel or Bottas. Well, Vettel just royally balls himself up because he should have won that. But only at the restart, mate. Yeah, what yeah. I'm saying is Verstappen versus Ricciardo was the only interesting, exciting thing happening. Mm. So if Red Bull had called that off, it would have been a pretty dull race. Yeah, maybe. Um, but then, as you say, we move past that. So we're, you're blaming... Uh, Ricardo, I'm calling it a racing incident. We come to the restart, all excitement. Gro Can we just touch on Grosjean's, Grosjean's accident? Like, <laughs> what, what happened? Uh, Ericsson hit me. <laughs> yeah, sure, mate. Cool, Ericsson hit me too. Um, what a dick. Um, but Vettel ballsing up the restart. I did not see that happening. Of all the people, I know. didn't see that happening. That is, I find that Personally, I find that very uncharacteristic of Vettel. Yeah, because that's what I, I think he's very disciplined in that. Yeah, in that for sense. a few years, not since that dodgy Red Bull year, the first year with Ricardo. So mm. his last year at Red Bull, when he was really scrappy, his Ferrari years, he's been pretty on it. Yeah, yeah, um, and not made a lot of mistakes. He's made a lot of sort of boiling over anger moments, but not a lot of mistakes. And that was just a all-out mistake. And Ferrari got the best car this year. So oh, far, easily. Right? Yeah, easily. Yeah. At, the, at this point of the season, yeah, yeah. easily. So he royally balls that up. Yeah, and yeah. you could say he didn't need to do that at that point. He no. would have probably still been able to overtake yeah. Bottas or Hamilton later on that lap. And then Bottas was unlucky, obviously. And Bottas was so unlucky. He should have won that hands yeah, down. absolutely. And let's just touch on Hamilton uh, to, to round up the F1 section. Uh, I am the biggest Hamilton fan. I've gone off him a little bit this season because I just think, like, mate, like... He's just being moody and sulky, and I hate yeah. it when Hamilton goes through this. He does it every season. Something happens in his personal life. One of his boyfriends dumps him or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And he goes through this little sulk. And we have he's to remember- He's on his boat. Yeah, he's on his boat. He's, you know, his music player's not working on his boat or whatever. His piano's broken. <laughs> and the first race of the year, he was so on it. Quickest in all the sessions, quickest in qualifying. Should have won the race hands down. Then he lost it, and he's like, he went, oh, well, I hate F1 now. Yeah. I don't like it anymore. And he's just not, his body language is totally different in yeah. the car. Yeah. Um, and so he should never have won that race. It should have been Bottas's. I think very, very well behaved by him to be so um, uh, honest honest, and, you know, and compassionate towards yeah. Bottas. I thought that was great and very sportsman-y. Yeah. But wake up, mate. Wake up. Get your head in the game. I and mean, if you don't care, retire. So that's what you're saying. If things don't go his way, he just downs tall. Yeah, that's what, that's, just, yeah he's yeah. like, car's slow. I can't win, so yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And that's not who he used to be. Like, look back at 2009 when he was in a McLaren that was a dog poo car. Should have only at best finished in the low end of the points. And he won two races. Yeah. Like, he was dogged determined. He used to slag it off, but he was dogged and he was determined. He and going. now, he's just, he just doesn't care. He just literally seems demotivated and like he doesn't care. And that... I think is is not on. There so, was one difference between then and now, though. He's won everything. He's won everything. That's what That's I mean. So therefore, retire, mate. Yeah. Do you know what I mean like like just retire? Because anyway, I really hope he wakes up and he brings the fight to Vettel because I think him, Vettel, and Ricardo going for a three way title fight would be amazing. Yeah. 
And what's something we touched on, which I just researched before, I'm pretty sure this is the first time we've had three winners from the first four races since 2013. Blimey. So I do think this could be a really exciting F1 season. Fingers crossed. So again, if you are new to F1 or you haven't watched it before, I would recommend giving it a go. Probably not the next race in Barcelona because that does tend to be quite a boring race. Um, But Canada, Silverstone, any of these big hitters, I would check them out. Silverstone's good. I love Silverstone. Yeah, me too. Um, So that kind of rounds off our big topics, I guess, for our return uh, to the podcast. I feel like we came back strong. We we, we smashed it. We smashed it. Uh, So, you know, as I say, I really apologize to everyone that that was missing us um, for the few weeks that we didn't upload an episode. I promise that we're going to be working hard to try and ensure we are continuing to bash out a video or an episode every single week. Keep checking Spotify and Google Play for the various episodes. We do have a plan to try and incorporate you guys into these recordings a little bit more. Um, We're toying with both, well, basically being live, whether that is digitally or physically. I think we should do a physical live, mate. Well, um, supposed to be a tease, but cool. (laughs) No. Supposed to hint towards it without actually revealing our plans, Tony. No, I'm not saying that. We we haven't revealed that, but I think that would be sick. I think it would be sick. That's what we're considering. I think we want to look at trying to do either a physical live or a digital live, whether it's once a month or, or, or whatever, but... We do have plans, and of course, we're hoping to upgrade our setting as well. No offense, Tony, to your lovely office and your fake plant. It's purposeful. 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 It serves a purpose, my office. It serves a purpose. There we go. He sells, buys and sells cars. Um, Next week's guest, unfortunately, will not be Tony. Um, I'm headed down to Windrush, which is like a specialist uh, car storage, car care place. They've got some insane cars in stock, and the way that they run the business is fascinating. But so is their CEO, who used to work in F1 for a long time. Did he? Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. I've been down there a few times. It's a really cool place, and he's a really interesting guy. Um, And uh, following that, I think Tony will be back the week after. So, yeah. Make sure you are subscribing to the YouTube channel if you're watching us here on youtube.com forward slash behind the glass. And please do give this podcast a thumbs up. It will help others discover it. If you're listening to us, please follow us on whatever platform you are listening to us and spread the word. Give us a rating. Give us some feedback. Tweet about us. Instagram about us. We are trying to take over the world one podcast at a time. Thanks (laughs) Thanks for tuning in. Tony, any final words? Goodbye. Goodbye. Normally, being a little extra can be a bit much, but when it comes to healthcare, it pays to be extra. And United Healthcare makes it easy with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they supplement your primary plan, helping you manage out of pocket costs without the usual requirements and restrictions like deductibles and enrollment periods. So when it comes to covering your medical bills, you can feel good about being a little extra. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.